Welcome to The Champion's Road, a podcast about pathways for young leaders in agriculture to prepare them to compete in life's championships. Dr. Billy Zanellini and Dr. Dottie Gable will drive you to the top minds in the livestock industry, leadership, college readiness, and career development, delivering you the professional edge for the road ahead. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Champions Road podcast. And today we're talking hauling cattle. Uh, we've asked uh, David Grotsky back, uh, county extension agent in Robertson County. There he serves as uh, the county extension agent for agriculture and natural resources. He's a huge expert for us when it comes to beef cattle and lots of things livestock related within Texas A&M AgriLife Extension. And uh, we're really blessed to have him in our organization uh, and he always says yes. And so he's always uh, willing to, to come on and provide resources when needed. And uh, this is the only speaker we've had on twice. So uh, we're proud to have uh, David Grotsky back. And so we're getting some great feedback on the podcast and, and keep those coming to us. And we had um, some listeners out there that really were hearing some different things on hauling cattle. And, you know, it's all about keeping those animals comfortable. and it's a big part of success is how you treat them, not only on the house, but on the way to the big uh, competition. So uh, David Grotsky is going to talk to us about that today. So uh, David, since we last chatted, my goodness, you've, uh, you and your family and your county have had a heck of a run at, at Fort Worth and San Antonio and the county show. And it's just great to see uh, y'all's success. And I just want to congratulate that on you and thank you for coming back on. How you doing today? Oh, I appreciate it, Billy. We've we've had a we've had a good deal. That's that's all you got. It's uh -huh. like I've, you've had a good deal. You've had a great run. So no, it's it's, it's humble been, guy. I guess it's, it's been really fun. Yeah, Heck it's yeah. been fun. I bet it has. Well, uh, Grosky, today we're talking uh, hauling cattle. I know you have some thoughts on that, and because you're winning divisions at San Antonio and you're successful, I'd say you're probably hauling them the right way. So, you know, we, uh, I've, I've looked through our three, two, one material, and I think you're going to bring a ton of value to our folks today. So um, I'm going to, I want you to get right into it. And I'm going to just go to put your three up here. I'd love for you to tell our listeners the three things that regarding hauling cattle that you absolutely should be doing. You bet, uh, Billy. Uh, first things first. Uh, you know we got to be thinking about uh, comfort with our with these show stock. Uh, so you guys are doing all the right things at your house. You're you're working hard in your barn. You're doing all those things, and it's time to load up and go to the show. Uh, the first thing we got to do is make sure that we properly bed that trailer down correctly, uh, and that could be a a, a task in its own right. Uh, but don't shortchange yourself and thinking, hey, I'll put my cattle on. We're going to go to the show and we're all going to be good to go. We've got to make sure that we do it right and make it comfortable on those calves. I mean, uh, think of all the time and work you're doing there. Uh, let's don't uh, jeopardize uh, those cattle's performance based on your trailer ride going towards the major shock show. Uh, and the thing to remember is, guys, you can't just pull right into the uh, grounds and you go right into the show. 
we have to remember that at the Texas majors, we've got a pretty good weight. And so uh, typically we're waiting out in line uh, as much as eight to 12 hours at times. And so uh, those cattle have to be comfortable. Uh, and so uh, make sure that you are properly bedding down that trailer. And what I mean by that, number one is that, uh, you know, if we got any type of aluminum trailer or, or a stock trailer, whatever you're dealing with, make sure that you have a, some soft flooring down. And so those trailers come regular stock, uh, some with the rubber mats. Uh, and if they don't, uh, some of them have that, that special spray uh, worm flooring. Uh, if they don't have either one of those, and we can go to any one of our stores there, tractor supply or wherever, and buy yourself some of those rubber mats and get yourself kind of some soft uh, flooring there that provides a good, strong, stable base. And after that, we need to think about how we're going to bed that trailer down to where we can get our shavings to pack and provide that spongy type feel to really, really help our cattle's joints. Uh, the big deal right now uh, in the show ring, and it has always been, but it's even more important now, uh, is just skeletal issues. And we've got to be clean jointed, uh, and we've got to have cattle that we take care of that their skeletal quality. Uh, and so if we're putting them on a good soft surface while we're sitting out in line for eight to 12 hours and we've got to drive down to the show as well, uh, they've got to have that comfort. So we're going to put down a layer of cedar fiber or we're going to put down a layer of pellet shavings and really put a lot of moisture into that and get it packed down to where it's a good soft spongy feel uh, and to where those cattle really can't dig down in it. I mean, they can't move those shavings around a whole lot. They're getting that good soft feel, uh, but it's a firm uh, uh, soft bed down there as well. Uh, and then on top of that, you may put a little bit of some finishing shavings, some uh, I like to use kind of some, uh, some show flake shavings that maybe I'd use in my pig pens that do absorb a lot of urine very well, and they're easy to pick and clean. Uh, where those cattle are putting their front feet, I'm laying a mat down, and that way they can't dig down and get to my mats, or they can't dig through those shavings uh, and uh, get kind of some humps and lumps in those shavings where they can keep, keep a really, really soft uh, bed as they're riding uh, wherever we're going. And then once we're there, they can also bed down, you know, really nicely uh, in that trailer as well as we're waiting in line. So again, all those things uh, uh, make it very, very easy uh, when you're bedding them down for those cattle to, to remain comfortable. And that's whether you have them laying down or if you're turning them loose, however you have those cattle in your trailer, uh, again, you have that nice uh, uh, surface there uh, that's really evenly spread, it's packed down. And again, I'm keeping mats on the, underneath the front feet uh, to where uh, those cattle can't really dig down and get, uh, you know, and make holes in your shavings in your beds there. Awesome. And I, I just want to circle back and, and ask you, because I'm a cheapskate on the shavings, right? Can you give, uh, an, give us an idea per, on per head? And I know the width of the trailer and all those things are going to be a factor or a, a depth uh, to shoot for you know, in terms of, is it three bales of shavings per head? Is it four? Do you have, do you have, if you ever, if you ever worked that out, do you have an idea? Yes. So, uh, you know, and how we plan it at the shows is always pretty much four bags of those pellet shavings uh, per head is kind of how we figure it up. Uh, and the same thing in your trailer as well. And that'll get you around a, a two to four inch kind of base layer 
if you want it a little deeper than that, then we will add a bag or two to that. But typically you can plan for around four bags per head. And so uh, with me, I'm hauling two in my trailer, one for each one of my kids typically. Uh, and so we're gonna put down eight to 10 bags, have it really spread very nicely, pack it down really well with lots of moisture, lay our mat on top of it. Uh, and then it, uh, it, it provides a really, really good even surface. That's got that real good spongy feel to it as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, you, you made me cringe just a little bit on the structural correctness. Not kidding. This morning I had an MRI and then the good folks at Central Texas Sports Medicine drained about 15 cc's of fluid out of my knee. Uh, basically, it was from, I think, Fort Worth walking around and running and doing some different things. So I wasn't moving great, Grodsky. And yes. I think I think it was a hard surface that was part of it. So it absolutely makes sense. And I'm yeah. not 1,400 pounds either. So it makes sense <laughs> that you need that squishy feel under it. And maybe I would have had just a little less fluid in my knee. So, well, you see nowadays out in the ring, and I mean, you judge plenty of shows. I mean, you see them, uh, cattle will have the bigger joints and they're going to have fluid pockets pop up. Uh, we're trying to keep that at a minimum. And so if we put them on those hard surfaces, not only are we providing stress on those joints, but it's also an uneven surface. I mean, those cattle are riding in that trailer and, and, uh, you know, sometimes we're turning sharp or we're stopping fast or whatever, uh, and we don't have that good good base underneath them. You know, those cattle are slipping. And again, putting stress on joints on cattle is what we're trying to avoid. Awesome. Good stuff. I won't let you get to your second point here. All right. Number two, guys, is uh, uh, making sure that we're hauling our cattle in the front part of our trailer as opposed to the back. Uh, and so uh, when I was a kid, uh, you know, we just hopped them in a trailer, weren't really worried about too much uh, as it is, uh, had a little tack, tack spot in the front, put our stuff in there. But nowadays, I think it's very important that we get those cattle up riding in the front portion of the trailer to reduce the amount of just a, a, a bounce and just the rough jolts that we provide to these cattle as we're hitting potholes in the road, we're starting abruptly or we're stopping quickly, uh, we're making hard turns or we're doing anything uh, out, you know, when we're trailering these livestock, that these, uh, those cattle as they're riding up towards the front, that truck and trailer can absorb that, those, uh, those vibrations a whole lot better uh, for those cattle's comfort and ease on those joints uh, being up front as opposed to being in the back. And so uh, I've seen it as well as you, I got my show box in the very back uh, and you strap that deal to the side. And every time, uh, if you don't shut the doors on your show box with a latch, uh, typically that show box doors are going to open up. Uh, it's moved ever so slightly. And so again, that's just driving normally uh, and hitting a bump. That's a big jolt. And so we want those cattle to be up front to where uh, your truck and trailer can take, absorb a lot of that for you. And it's a whole lot more comfortable on your cattle. Yeah, hundred percent. So, and just, just to follow up on that. So if I'm in a group, does it get better if we fill the whole trailer with cattle in terms of the back, in terms of balancing the weight out? Or are you suggesting people should be jockeying for position if, if we're hauling, you know, five, six head, 
uh, toward the front and you don't want, you, you draw the last straw and you're just in the back, what you're just going to get bounced around. What do you well, think? Uh, you know, you got to work that out with your group, Billy, but uh, you know, I've always been a big proponent of not maybe cramming 18 head into a trailer. Uh, I really think we need to be thinking about comfort. And so if we can not have to jam those cattle in to where they're, they're tied up right beside each other the entire time. They have some room to maneuver and we don't have them jammed in uh, like we're going maybe uh, loading up a, a load of commercial stock and going to the cell barn. We have to be conscientious on getting these cattle to where they're really, really comfortable uh, and, they're, and they're just natural. I mean, it, it just keeps them where they're, the stress levels are down. Uh, they're riding in comfort and then we're able to uh, to give them that best care to where we're providing just a really, really easy process for them uh, the, the entire time. So try to keep your numbers and your trailers down. I don't, I'm not saying everybody needs to haul their trailer and we need to all go in singles, uh, but you know, we don't have to put, you know, eight to 10 on every trailer, so. Excuse me, uh, number three. Uh, one thing I like to do too, and, and uh, I've seen folks do it a number of different ways, but I like to tie my cattle down uh, to where their head will be able to remain level uh, with kind of their top line. And so they're given enough lead to when they're tied on a, on a lower rail to where their head state is, is level with their top line uh, and they can uh, uh, figure out how they want to maneuver around in that trailer uh, up to them. I would be opposed to really tying those cattle's heads up very high with a really short lead uh, and kind of forcing them to kind of keep their head uh, uh, really high at that point uh, and just not their natural state. Uh, and it's really important too, is, uh, as we think about uh, when those cattle are tied very tight and uh, you swerve for any amount of, of reason for something in the road, those cattle can hit their nose up against the side of the trailer. Uh, and uh, if we're stopping abruptly or just doing anything like that, those cattle can lose kind of their balance. And so I like the time where they're lower, heads level with their top line, they're natural, they're comfortable, uh, and can withstand any type of trailing process we're doing there. Uh, and then once we get to the show, uh, they're able to lay down, uh, do anything that you'd like them to do there. Uh, and if you have enough room and ample space in your trailer, if you can turn them loose, that's even great too. So, uh, you know, it's just up to you on that. But I would be opposed to tying them up high and trying to prevent some injury that way. Man, that's good stuff. I'll tell you, uh, 100% you've helped one family out today, and that's the Zanolini family, because I'll just tell you, I, I'm probably tiring them higher than we need to going down the road um, based on what you've said. And uh, you competed at a much higher level than, than we do. It's not even close. So um, I'm going to take that home and we'll implement that here pretty quick the next time we haul them because we've absolutely been, you know, we're not going that far typically, but still, uh, I don't think it's comfortable for them. And you've absolutely changed my mind on that. So some great content here on some things that we should be doing. Great tips there. But and I think I think your three feed right into the two things. Again, folks, we're doing this in uh, are the format of three things you should be doing, two things you shouldn't be doing, and one insider trick or challenge. And so your two things that you shouldn't be doing, I think, just fit in really well with your other three. So why don't you uh, 
let us uh, know a little bit about what you're thinking on your two things that we should not. Well, again, on the two things that we shouldn't be doing or we should stop doing right now, again, uh, number one is is uh, kind of stop hauling those cattle towards the back of your trailer. Uh, and, and the other thing there is stop using kind of the cheaper, uh, really, really large flake shavings that don't absorb much. And so we have them in there as um, uh, maybe they're a, a cheaper bag to buy. Uh, they're that big old flake and that they're just usually flat, don't have that fluff to them. Uh, those things aren't absorbing much urine. Uh, they're not packing together, so no, they're not creating a spongy-like uh, feel underneath those cattle's hooves, and they're able to move those shavings all around, with front legs and back legs, and you get a lot of humps in your in your trailer. Uh, you know, in terms of uh, your shaving line, uh, they're able to dig down and get down to your rubber mats. Or if you don't have that flooring on your trailer, they're able to get down all the way to. Uh, the flooring of that trailer or whatever you have underneath it. And so we want to use shavings again that do pack and create that sponge you feel. And so I'd encourage you to use the cedar fiber or the pellet shavings to where you can get those things to pack up. And then if you want to use that flakier type shaving, use something that has that fluff to it uh, that can still withstand some water, can, can absorb lots of urine and, uh, and anything of that nature. Uh, and that stuff's easy to clean too. And so uh, uh, that's one deal there. Haul towards the front and stop using those large shavings there that don't really absorb a lot and are easily moved by your cattle. Second thing you ought to stop doing again is tying up those cattle so high, uh, but the main deal is tying them with their leads so, so tight uh, to the trailer sidewall there. So again, uh, we're hitting bumps, we're, we're stopping abruptly, we're doing anything in that trailering process. Uh, you can really get those cattle in a bind uh, that they can't move how they want to move. And, uh, and again, they can bounce up against the side of that trailer. And so we saw a little bit of that this year as we're driving to Fort Worth uh, and uh, we're driving through the ice. And uh, so there was just lots of things slipping around. There was Folks driving from, from the North Panhandle to Fort Worth uh, that were all over the road, uh, you know, where we were here in Central Texas and driving up to Fort Worth. Uh, I mean, there was multiple ice events and, and cars sliding over the road. Uh, and again, those cattle need to be able to maneuver because not only are you worried about yourself as a driver, typically it's that other driver we're worried about. Uh, and they're the ones that are banging up against you. And so, uh, Tie those cattle where they have a little more lead, a little more lead and leeway to maneuver. Uh, and then we don't have to, to halt or break them on the way to the show. They don't have to be uh, heads all the way to the high, uh, to the ceiling. You've already done that at your house. Uh, and you've been working on those things all throughout the feeding process. So now's not the time where we really have to halt or break them. We got to get them there in the most comfortable way prop, uh, possible so they can perform at a high level for you for your exhibitors at the show. No, I like that. Uh, and there have definitely been some people that that halt the break on the road. We see them every year, right? So <laughs> let's not be those people. Tie, them, tie their heads up at home, uh, not on the trailer. Uh, got it, 100%. So uh, here, as we wrap up, you know, with our, our one insider trick or challenge, what do, you, what do you got for the folks today? 
Well, there's always a, uh, there's probably a ton of different answers that, that could go into this category uh, that, that Billy's does in this three, two, one deal. But I feel like this one here is one that's kind of a vital uh, time uh, that we have in line. And so uh, everybody kind of does it different. Some folks like to, uh, to show up at the end of the line uh, and wait uh, there during, during the daytime. Some like to come uh, at night and wait overnight. And so again, it depends on your personal preference and schedule. Uh, but once you are in line at that major show and you've successfully made it to the, uh, to the grounds and uh, you're in that waiting line, use your time very wisely, okay? Uh, if it's hot outside, maybe that's the time where you may wanna crank up that generator and let's get the fans going in your trailer to where you can keep those cattle again comfortable and uh, we're not losing a bunch of weight, we're not losing a bunch of feel, all those things that you've worked really hard at your house to get, uh, we can lose a lot of that fresh kind of look and that fresh feel uh, in that line. And so again, Use uh, good sense there when you're running that generator. We got to have the door open or keep your generator outside uh, to where that exhaust is not blowing all in your in your trailer as well. And so uh, use good sense on all that. And then also just I like to 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 keep my shavings in that trailer as fresh as possible. And so carry yourself a fork with you and clean those shavings out. We're keeping our cattle cleaner. We're keeping them fresher. To you know, again. We're keeping the comfort level at an all-time high for them. Uh, and then we're offering them water. So we're bringing water to the house, uh, from the house, excuse me. Uh, and we're offering them water out of a bucket. Sometimes they're not drinking it uh, and they're fine. Uh, but let's say that you're uh, you're really needing this calf to, to kind of keep that fresh handle. Maybe it's time we may have to drench it uh, there in the trailer. And so we have water available with us. Uh, we're able to give electrolytes if that's something that you need. Uh, but again, we're doing whatever it takes to keep that animal comfortable or keeping that animal looking like we want them to look. Uh, so then again, once you get on the grounds, we're not playing catch up uh, and we're trying to just make it all work uh, uh, in a really, really quick fashion, especially if we're turning around and showing at 8 a.m. the next day in the first breed. Uh, boy, we're, we're staying at the grounds really late at night trying to get this animal hydrated again. We're trying to get this animal back on feed if that, if that uh, trailering process stressed them out. Uh, and you know, every animal shows up at the show and reacts differently. Some of them do get a little stressy. And so you're doing whatever it takes right there to kind of to make them look the part. Uh, and if you used your time wisely on the trailer, you've got a head start already to getting that animal looking its best for the show. Yeah, great, great ideas there. And you know, what's funny is, and the thing I wrote down is, you know, visiting with, with, with y'all through this podcast, you know, whether it's, you know, Blanick on sheep or Camp on goats or uh, Dr. Raglan on the pigs, it comes down to details and preparation. And, and so just what you mentioned there is just having a plan for your time in line and knowing that, you know, it could be hot and looking at the weather in advance going, We've got to have the generator. We need a fan. If it, if it gets to 86, like it's supposed to, we need to have a plan for that. And what if things go wrong in, in our time in line and our, our stock show friends don't want to hear this, the ones that are running these shows, but what if it's 14? What if it's 16? What if it's 18? And, you know, we've had some of these move-ins that, that take that long. And so if you go in there and you don't have a plan on how you're going to use your time in line, or you didn't bring water, 
uh, you can wreck one in a hurry, right? You bet. And 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 our stock show friends are doing everything possible to get us in there and, and got an excellent volunteer base that are working hard. Uh, again, we just got to be ready for anything. And so, right. uh, you know, like you said, if it's hot, uh, have a plan. If it's going to be extra cold, uh, again, we need to have that plan. And so uh, just make sure that you have all the tools that are available uh, to uh, allow you and your exhibitors to be as successful as possible. Absolutely. Well, uh, folks, I hope you've been taking notes like I have. Uh, David Grotsky's wealth and knowledge. But here's your three, two, one, folks, as we work our way down through it. A lot about bedding the trailer and getting that depth to. Uh, I never thought I'd hear Grotsky say the word fluff so much uh, ever in one conversation. But dang it, squishy and spongy and fluffy uh, were some themes that came out today. So what's that desired level? And, you know, we're talking about three, four bags, uh, a cap and maybe a top layer absorbing urine, keeping that animal comfortable, um, push them to the front, put the equipment in the back and then make a plan going in, in terms of whose cattle are riding where, and it's not ideal to bring a bunch of trailers, but if you're competitive and you care about this, maybe bouncing around on the end of it is not the best place for your calf, especially if we have a structure concern there is what I'm hearing. And then we get to uh, tying cattle down and keeping that head down at a natural level with their top line and allow for things to, you know, driving like mine and hitting potholes and taking corners crazy and those things that happen when you're on the road or, or even allow them to be loose if you have the room. Sounds like that could be a gold standard in terms of keeping a calf comfortable. Two things we better not be doing that tie perfectly into that, putting those cattle in the back of the trailer, right? Uh, I think a worst case scenario would be no bedding in the back of the trailer if you're really wanting one to not move very well. So bed them deep, especially uh, keep them out of the back of the trailer if at all possible. And then you know, for those of us that like tying their heads up because we want to have that show look all the time, um, Grosky's telling us it's the wrong thing to do, especially when hauling them, giving them the slack, give them, let them be natural, let them be comfortable. Great advice right there. And then finally, this insider trick, have a plan for a line, use it wisely, predict the things that could possibly happen and have a plan if it's hot. We got the generator, we got the fans going and in that way, once we get in the barn, like Grotsky says, then you're, you're a step ahead and you're, you're maintaining a good calf instead of trying to put one back together, which is never, ever fun. So hauling is critically important. Really appreciate this topic coming in. Uh, but back to our, uh, our presenter, uh, David, just as usual, great content, stuff that folks can listen to, implement. You know, is there is there loading up and heading to their next show? Something they didn't think about, just like me. You know, I will never ever tie one's head up uh, like we've been doing, and it's through a conversation like this where we learn things. So, man, I really want to thank you for your time. I know you're busy. I know the next one's coming up, and then the next one after that, uh, you're preparing as a family. You still have all your ag programming. You have serving the folks, uh, good folks in Robertson County, but you always carve out time for us. So, man, really appreciate you today. No problem. Thank you, Billy. Thank y'all for having me and uh, good luck to everybody down the road. Love that. All right. Well, more content coming, folks. Um, leave a rating and review wherever you're listening to this. Uh, keep those suggestions coming on in on things you want to hear on the Champions Road. And then we'll try to connect you to a great expert like uh, David Grotsky uh, to kind of share their experience and expertise with you. So folks, we'll see you down the road and uh, be blessed and have a great one.